This episode is brought to you by Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. I lived overseas for many years, and one of the biggest bottlenecks to international living is money transfers. You want to withdraw money from an ATM to access funds from your American bank account, and you don't realize you're getting hit with a $10 charge every single time you do that. Yeah, that did happen to me. So if you're dining in dollars or want to do business in bot, what a Wise account does is let you send, spend, and receive money in different currencies. Wise is the easiest way to connect all of your finances internationally. This goes from a night out at a tapas bar in Spain to buying a property in the Yucatan. So if you're a digital nomad in Bali or want to send money back to mom, it's simple. And this is all without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Wise works in over 160 countries, so your money's always at your fingertips. And over half of the transfers get their destination in less time than it takes to listen to this app. Join 16 million customers and learn how a Wise account can work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com unplugged. That's wise.com unplugged. One more time, wise.com unplugged. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the History Unplugged podcast, the unscripted show that celebrates unsung heroes, myth busts historical lies, and rediscovers the forgotten stories that changed our world. I'm your host, Scott Rank. All right. Well, this is the final episode in our series, and I think it's worth taking a little bit of time to reflect on what this all means. We looked at different stories of people. We looked at different recipes that go along with their lives. And we see this full spectrum of humanity here from incredible bravery, self-sacrifice, encouragement of others in the face of death. And then you see cowardice, you see manipulation, you see the best, the worst, and everything else in between. Uh, Veronica, I'd just like to know for you, when you were researching the story, and I think really digging into it, what did you get personally out of researching the Titanic story in depth that you hope others can get out of it by looking at this story? Scott, I found so much strength through so many of these survivors, and even through some of those that did not survive, but in the way they fought for their lives. And, you know, one of the best examples is Charles Jockin. And he's the baker who we would probably immediately recognize in the films, the James Cameron Titanic film and the 1950s movie, A Night to Remember, you know, where we see this baker with a baker cap on and a bottle of whiskey in his hand um, trying to hang on for dear life. And the real story is much more sombering, somber and sobering. And, um, you know, I think there's just that little bit of a character in him that um, Hollywood, you know, really shook and ran with. But the inspiring things that I found were things like what he did in the face of certain death, almost certain death, at least as far as he knew at the time, he he did survive. Um, but he decided to take action. He said to himself, or he asked himself, what can I do to help myself? You know, his fate was one that was extremely unjust. He had been assigned a lifeboat 
assignment as a crew member to to row it and direct it. And when it came time for that boat to launch, he, for some reason, was not given the command to, to board. And this was a very top-down type of um, environment. This was not a kind of environment where an employee would push back um, a life at sea. And he immediately started to throw deck chairs into the water from the deck because he was thinking on his feet, you know, what's going to happen to me when I'm out there in those icy waters? Maybe if I throw these deck chairs overboard, all of them, there might be one I can hold on to when I get in there. And so I was really just inspired time and again by these people that held on, people who came together uh, in in the most terrible situations. And when they could have talked about anything, they wanted to say the Lord's Prayer together. And together they recited the Lord's Prayer. I mean, it's just an amazing collaboration, uh, a confluence of beautiful, inspiring stories. And I want to return to something that we discussed at the very beginning of the series when I was asking about uh, any recipes that you think gave you insight into the past and you feel like you were being transported back to the past. And one that you mentioned specifically was tripe soup. When you had that, or maybe any other recipes, did you somehow feel like you could get a sense of what it was like to be a person on third class? Or if you were having a fancy dessert that isn't commonly served anymore, that somehow that helped you understand what it was like to be a Edwardian trendsetter or any other perspective that this food or drink may have given you? Yes, it absolutely did. I mean, when you hear the word tripe, you and you're looking at this topic, looking at steerage food, I mean, it, it just takes you there. It's just, and gruel was on the menu too, um, which, you know, was like, it's like a porridge, but it's a little water, more watery. Um, but one of the most significant things that really impressed me, uh, was impressed upon me was the fact that you know, the White Star Line as an English company chose to, and I'm sure it was not a a tough choice. I'm sure it was a no-brainer for them at the time. They chose to hire um, a concessionaire to come in and manage their best restaurants on what was at the time the most fabulous ship in the world and one of the most fabulous ships in history. And they did that because they they wanted authentic French food and French cooks and chefs. And they wanted that because at the time, French food was just, it was not to be beaten. Okay. The waters have really evened out. Um, The playing fields have really evened out nowadays. But back then, it was just a given that you were going to have to bring in French chefs to entertain these passengers at a scale with which they were accustomed so that to me really stood out because, you know, um, we take it for granted these days that there are just such incredible English chefs and, and British chefs. Um, some of the ones that are included in the cookbook, there's um, Connor McClellan, is phenomenal, Emmett McCourt. Um, there's, you know, so many different people who um, have really changed English cuisine where today when a ship is sailing, you know, there there's no question about it. It's going to be, you know, English cooking. It's, it's um, just a, a very different culture these days. Um, but it wasn't like that back in 1912. Well, here's a question I think to wrap up the series and something that I think about a lot when I think about things that 
happened a long time ago in the past. There's no one alive from that event anymore. And this is true for the Titanic, where it sunk over 100 years ago. The last survivor passed away over a decade ago. But it still seems to have emotional resonance with people. The Civil War is another example of something that does. And that's not true of all events in history. Some things are really only of interest to scholars, and there's no emotional connection to it. The Titanic seems to have that. Why do you think that is? And you wrote a book about the Titanic. Why do you think people should still know about the story today? And what would they get out of it? Well, I think the intrigue in Titanic, I've thought about this a lot. And I think it's due to the fact that, you know, this was today, we would call it the perfect storm. It was a confluence of some of the most incredible people in history, you know, just to name a few, there one of the founders of Macy's was on board. Um, in John Jacob Astor the Fourth, the founder of the um, the uh, Knickerbocker and St. Regis hotels, which are still vibrant, in amazing places contributing to society today. Um, and there were just dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of trendsetters and people who were, you know, everyone we've talked about on this series, you know, during the series of, from, uh, fashion, uh, designers of the day, the best of the best of the best. And they were all in one place on that night when one of the most unthinkable things happens, the ship strikes an iceberg and, you know, for a a complete other set of, uh, unthinkable um, circumstances, one being a fire had been raging since they left Southampton and the iceberg just happened to hit right where that area was, where the fire was raging. And, you know, we knew about that back in 1912, Scott, that was in the papers. And recently it resurfaced and, you know, people assumed that that was news that had just been uncovered. Um, this This story is just it is just full of things to be learned from. And I think from, you know, from me as a food journalist, I've, you know, spent many years studying and writing about food. Um, you know, the most key thing for me, of course, is the, the look at what were people eating back then? Uh, you know, when I covered the Olympics in 2008, uh, uh, the first thing I asked Michael Phelps, you know, what do you eat every day? That's how a food reporter thinks. And, you know, in this case, it's looking at how those things show us what life was like, um, the the complicated recipes that they worked with and um, the, the way they ate at the dinner table, you know, all the different um different silverware and table settings that they had, all the different customs. There was even a bugler on board who would call people to dinner by uh, bugling the song, The Roast Beef of Old England. Um, it, you know, it was a, it was a event to go to dinner every night, at least in third class and probably second as well. And actually, I'm going to say in steerage as well. I think um, the Edwardians, as I mentioned to you before, you know, um, they were they're definitely reminding us that we're not the first foodies. All right. Well, thank you for giving us all these stories and thank you for compiling all these recipes and everything else and giving us this new perspective on the Titanic. Well, and thank you for giving this even further legs through the internet.
Yeah, absolutely. I hope it really reaches out to people. And if people want to follow up, this isn't the end of the story. I hope it's the beginning for a lot of people. They can, of course, check out Veronica's book, which we've mentioned in the outro to this series, and go to the show notes for this series as well, where you can find all the recipes and everything else. Try it out for yourself and hope you enjoy it. All right. Well, thank you for going on this deep dive with me down into the depths of history. I hope you didn't get any air embolisms as we went several meters below the surface. As always, I want to thank the Knowlton's Rangers, especially our spy masters, Baron Fraza, Chris from Maine, Carl from Norway, Moondoggy from Ohio, Rick Knowlton, Vic and Irene, Mike from New York, Michelle, and Marlene. I'll explain what that is in a second. If you like the show and want to help it grow, there are four easy ways for you to do it. One, like and subscribe to the show on the podcast player of your choice. This helps spread the word about the show. Two, join our Facebook group. Here we can keep the discussion going about new episodes and you can talk about what you like and didn't like. And you can find this group if you just search for History Unplugged on Facebook. Three, we have an online store with t-shirts, phone covers, and other accessories featuring awesomely bad history puns that were crowdsourced by you, the audience. And you can find that if you go to teespring.com slash stores slash history dash unplugged. That's teespring.com slash stores slash history dash unplugged. Four, and this is really the best way to dive deep with History Unplugged, and that's to become one of the Knowlton's Rangers. If you know your American history, you know the Knowlton's Rangers were an elite spy and reconnaissance group in the American Revolutionary War, but it's also the name of the membership program of History Unplugged. You can join at three levels. If you join at the level of Scout, you can hear all the episodes of History Unplugged completely ad-free and get early access to new episodes, at least a week early. If you join at the Intelligence Officer level, you get special bonus episodes, like a 10-part series on the World War II hero Audie Murphy, a multi-part series called Ottoman Lives about different people in the Ottoman Empire, and a series called Rendezvous with Death that looks at biographical profiles of Americans who went to fight in World War I before America entered the war. The last level is Spymaster, where you get all that stuff, but you also get three hardcover history books, Forging a President, How the Wild West Created Teddy Roosevelt, Race to the Top of the World, Richard Byrd and the First Flight to the North Pole, and The Last Fighter Pilot, the true story of the final combat mission of World War II. Another bonus is you can choose a history topic for me to focus on for an entire episode that can go up to an hour, and I'll answer whatever question you have for me, and you get a shout-out at the end of each episode. If you want to learn how to become a member of the Knowlton's Rangers, Go to patreon.com slash unplugged. That's patreon.com slash unplugged. All right, well, that is all for my spiel. Thanks for listening to the History Unplugged podcast from ancient Greece to the Cold War and everything else in between. See you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This episode is brought to you by Calitrin. Text the word UNPLUGGED to 30605 and I'll send you a link to a wonderful product that can help you finally succeed in shedding that extra weight. I took Calitrin for several weeks last year and I felt great in several ways. I felt stronger. My workouts felt easier. I slept better. I was noticeably trimmer. There was no downside. Text the word UNPLUGGED to 30605 right now to see this week's special offer on Calitrin. Calitrin contains collagen, the most abundant protein naturally occurring in the human body, which decreases as we age. 
Taking Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, less joint pain, and best of all, weight loss. Calitrin has an 86% success rate with their 90-day supply, and this week, take advantage of my special offer. Buy the 90-day supply and get an extra month free, plus free shipping. Ordering is easy. Just text the word UNPLUGGED to 30605, and I'll send you a link to the special offer. Again, text UNPLUGGED to 30605.